Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello everyone and welcome back to Healing Journeys Today. So today's title of my teaching is, uh, If you try to save your life, you will lose it. And I want to go to the scripture and explain what that means and why I'm talking about this topic in concerning healing. Because I believe personally that was a big problem for me, why I wasn't receiving healing because I was holding on to this life and I was trying to receive healing operating out of fear because I was holding on to this life. I had not died to this life. And you know the scripture where Paul the Apostle talks about how he died daily. So it was a daily thing for Paul. And, and for me, I, it's a daily thing. I, you know, For me, it, dying to self is God help me. I can't do this. Help me to figure out the, the right way to go about this situation in my life. I'm always going to God instead of going to my own way to figure things out. And taking the word of God and, and, and looking at God and saying, God, take that word and bring it to life in this situation because I don't understand. God help me. That's dying to myself daily. I'm not asking I'm not asking for people to be like me, but I'm sharing what I'm sharing because I see a lot of people struggling with why they're even receiving healing. And when your motivation to receive healing is because you're holding on to something in this life, you truly haven't died to this life and let go of it and put it into the care of God's hands. That's why I want to talk about this. And like I said, I'm not trying to make you guys like me. I just feel like this was something that was a stumbling stone for me. And it, and it was making me operate out of fear, anxiety, pressure, and stress. And how can faith work through fear, anxiety, pressure, and stress? Because we have to get healed so we can raise our kids. Which is a good reason why you want to get healed. Don't hear me wrong. But here's the thing. When you are holding on to this life and that's the reason why you want to get healed, you operate out of fear. You must give your whole family, your friends, your jobs, your career, whatever it is, you put it all at the feet of Jesus and say, this belongs to you, it's not mine. God help me, help me to be who you want me to be to my kids because God, ultimately, they're your kids. I'm just a good steward over your children. That's just an example. Kids have the closest connection to our heart because they're of our flesh and bone. So that's why I use that as the example of the biggest, strongest pull in your heart. Because that will pull you into fear and anxiety and pressure and stress if it's all on you. And you haven't casted all your cares upon God, which is your whole life. Because the worries and cares come from from this life. The worries and the cares of this life will choke out the seed and the seed will become unfruitful. So we're trying to deal with all the worries and the cares of this life of even why you're wanting to be healed. Is a worried and worry and care. If you're wanting to be healed because of people, places, things in your life, then you could have a lot of problems operating out of fear and desperation and anxiety and pressure and stress. And that's not operating out of God's love. That's not operating out of freedom. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Let go. Die daily. Paul died daily. It was a daily thing. God, help me. I can't do this. God, these kids are your kids. Yes, I'm here. They are my kids, but they're your kids, ultimately, God. Help me to let go of them in my heart into the care of your hands. But I'm still here to do the right thing for them. You see how I'm letting go? I'm still here to help with them and love them. But in my heart, where all the worries and the cares come from, because I hold on to this life, that worries and cares of 
all people, places, and things will choke out the word of God that says, by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. So I want to help you to get over the worries and the cares of this life that you're holding on to and that's choking out the seed. And that's why this scripture to me was was something that I just enjoyed to, to look at. It says, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whatever loses his life for my sakes will find it. Now he's talking about holding on to this life, not getting born again, not coming to him and asking for forgiveness. So it's not exactly saying what, what I'm saying, but I can use it as an example. Because once you get born again, you tend to take back control of your life. You let go of your life when you said, oh, Jesus, help me because I screwed everything up in my life and I can't do this anymore. So when you when you ask Jesus for help, you let go. But then after you, you ask Jesus for help and forgiveness and he comes in your heart, then you take it all back and put all the responsibility back onto you. That's why I'm using this scripture to, to help you to see if you try to save your life, you will lose it. But if you let go of everything, if you surrender everything unto God, if you give everything to God, if you cast all of your cares upon God, then God will set you free from the worries and the cares and the pressures of this life that choke out the word of healing. That by Jesus stripes you are healed. That's why I'm passionately talking to you guys about this topic. Because I know a lot of people that I've talked to are holding on to this life with everything they got. And that's the only reason they want to get healed. So they can do something about everything that they're holding on to. And they opera operate out of fear, pressure, anxiety, stress. All these things. And how can faith work through all that? Faith works through love. Now that I said that, I, I do want to mention that. Love is a relationship. You guys have already heard me talk about that. I talk to God, I ask him questions, I ask him for help, I ask him for his opinion on things. I, I'm, he's my friend. We spend time together. I talk to him about hard things that are hard to discuss. But I'm not afraid to talk to him because he's my best friend. That's faith working through love. I have a love relationship with him. And when you have love, then all, all, all things work through love. Everything works. The whole Bible works on based on love. So for me, if I can help you guys to let go of this life, to get your hands off of everything that you're holding on to, the whole reason why you're wanting to get healed is because you're holding on to all these things, people, places, and things. If I can get you to just stop, just stop it all and say, God, I'm done with this life, just like you did when you came to Jesus. God, I'm done with this. I can't do this. Here you go. God, help me. I can't do it. I'm done. It's not my problem. If I can get you to let go, take your hands off everything that you're holding on to in this life, you will have a chance to enter into God's rest and actually believe the word that by Jesus stripes you're already healed because your emotions will start getting fixed. If I can detox you guys from all the pressure that you, yourself, the devil, religion has taught you how to hold on to this life and make everything happen and make everything work and build so much pressure up inside of you, if I can get you to let go of that and detox from all that, let, and let God start doing a work inside of your heart, you might actually start believing that you're already healed, even if your body's telling you're not. Because you're going to start trusting God. If you let control go control of everything in your life and put it in the care of God's hands, you might actually trust God with everything you are. Because you can't fix it. You know, I'm passionate about what I'm saying right now because I believe this is a big problem. See, people, people see me and I talk about my healings and my testimony and they see how great it is. But do you know that I I absolutely let go of everything? I let go of it all. Every bit of it. I can't do this. I can't do this, God. I, I admitted my frailty. I admitted my um, 
total total loss of me trying to do everything and make the Christian life work, trying to make healing work for 10 years, I, I admitted it all. And I told God, I said, I'm not doing this ever again. I can't do this. I can't function like this anymore. Hope deferred has made my heart sick and has wrecked my emotions. And God, you've got to help me because if you don't help me now, I'm out. I'm coming to heaven because I, I'm a wreck. I've tried to fix myself by doing all the 12 steps of teachings that everybody told me through everybody that I know. I can't do them anymore. The one good thing I got out of all those teachings is I know that by, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. That God wants me well. God wants me healed. Those teachings are important to me in that aspect because I wouldn't have known God wants me healed if it wouldn't have been for good teachings like that. So, to me, not everybody's teachings bad. If you go into looking at a teaching and you think in your heart, well, I have to do all of this to make this work, it's not the teacher's fault. It's you. You took all the responsibility on yourself. And I'm not knocking any teachers when I said, well, I've listened to all these teachers. I've done everything everybody says. I'm not knocking anybody because I've listened to a lot of great teachers online that I still listen to. So I'm not knocking any of them. But what I'm saying is you, if you're trying to do this out of your strength, your ability, and your great anything, how can that be Jesus' great anything when it's built on your great something? So what I'm trying to help people to see is how to make that shift by letting go. Letting go of this life, saying, God, I'm done being in control of my Christian life. And then God can take all the teachings that you already know from, from uh, all the great teachers out there, there's a lot of them. I listen to a lot of John G. Lake stuff. I mean, I have. I haven't lately, but I, I like what he says, and, and I like what Andrew Womack says, and I like what Todd White, Dan Muller, different people out there. I just like them all. I, I love them, guys. They've, they've imparted a lot to me. But none of it could come to life in my heart until I let go of being in charge of making it all happen and making it all work and operating out of fear because I, I was trying to hold on to helping kids, family members, or maybe having a great successful life at some point, which is all good things. But I, I operated out of fear and pressure and anxiety and stress because I was holding on to this life. Once you let go of it all, then God will bring it all back and restore it all to perfectness the way He wants it, not the way you think it should be. You're letting go so God can fix it. You're letting go so your emotions can be healed from fear. Fear, anxiety, pressure, stress, all these wrong emotions that you deal with. But I want you to let go because you're tired. Don't let go just to get what I'm saying to work. Just be open with God. I'm, I'm giving you everything I have to be able to make you feel comfortable on just letting go. I want you to feel comfortable and say, God, I'm just letting go. I'm not even letting go to get a teaching that Jeremiah said to work. I'm truly letting go of this life and putting it in the care of your hands, God, because I tried to do this. I've tried to receive healing. I've tried to make things work in the area of healing in every area of my life. And I, I'm, I'm done. I'm exhausted. But here's the thing, guys. Please don't do this because it's a teaching that I'm teaching you, and you're going to try to make something work. Get real with God. Talk to Him about these things and say, God, I don't even know how to be real with you. I don't even know what that looks like. God, help me. I just want you to be real with God just because, not to get a healing teaching to work. We are so ingrained with trying to get 
something to work. I don't try to get anything to work anymore. I believe it's already worked. I believe Jesus has already healed me 2,000 years ago. And by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed today. I'm not trying to get it to work. It's already worked. I'm not waiting for a manifestation to show up in my body to believe that by Jesus' stripes, I'm already healed. I'm not waiting to receive. The Bible doesn't talk about that you have to try to receive. It says, believe you've already already received. Is the way I portray it. The way I see it in Mark 11, chapter 23. I mean, uh, chap cha Mark chapter 11, verse 23 and 24. He says, you believe you receive, and then you'll have what you prayed for. You believe you already got it, and then you'll have what you prayed for. It doesn't say, believe that you have to try to receive. The Bible doesn't talk about that. It believes you... It's telling you to believe that you've already received it when you prayed. You spoke to your mountain and said, in Jesus' name, cancer go. We'll just use that because a lot of people are dealing with that. Cancer go. So he's like, okay, right there. I believe it's done deal. I believe that by your stripes I'm healed. We prayed. We agreed. It's a done deal. I'm healed. It doesn't say try to receive. If Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a scripture in there that tells you that you have to try to receive. Or try to manifest something. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I am, you can put a comment and, and go to the scripture and say, here's the scripture and I'll learn from it. I'm not prideful. I'm not arrogant. I'm open to hear what, with whatever. You know, so if, if trying to receive is in the Bible, that's great. I didn't know it was there. If you can lead me to the scripture and show me that, that it's all my responsibility that I have to try to receive something that I'm supposed to already have, point that out in the scriptures. But make sure it says it clearly. Make sure it says it absolutely clearly. And there's no mistake of what that scripture means. Because I, I, I do. I want to stick to the word of God. And, and if I'm missing something, I don't mind sharing the scripture that you put there if it totally makes sense to what we're talking about. So if there's a scripture that tells me that I have to try to receive anything, uh, put it down there and I will study it and I will ask God for his wisdom on it. And if it lines up with what it truly says, what that scripture truly means, I will come back on and say, well, here's a scripture that says that you have to try to receive. I won't know how to explain it, but I admit that it's in there. And then, okay, I guess everybody can do their 12 steps on how to receive something that they're supposed to already have. I don't see it being in the word, but if it is, well, we're going to have to deal with it, right? So, here's the thing. If, if you're going to hold on to this life, if you're going to operate out of fear, anxiety, pressure, and stress, trying to make healing work in your life because you've held on so tight to healing because you have to get healed for anything, people, places, things, whatever is in your life, you haven't let go. You haven't turned over everything into the care of God's hands. You haven't casted all of your cares upon God at this point. It takes a lot for people to come to that point sometimes. Because we, we do tend to hold on for dear life. After we get born again, after we let it go, say, God, I can't do this life, help me. Then as soon as we start becoming Christians, we learn we, we go out and start doing it all on our own and trying to make it all happen and take all the pressure and burden of this life back onto ourselves when God said cast all of our cares upon him. So what I'm saying in this is I want to help you to stay dead to this life. I want to help you to be able to see what God is saying in his word and the only way to do that is to get you get your eyes off the worries and the cares and the pressures of people, places, and things in your life and the reason why you're even trying to receive healing. Uh, that, there's a big problem there. If you're trying to receive healing, 
so you can have your best life now, you're holding on to this life. I, I'm, I'm a believer. Now, it's okay to want to be healed because you want to help people. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. To help your family or your kids, your friends or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But you need to let go of this life in order to have this life. As, as, the, as the scripture says, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sakes will find it. So Jesus is saying you must lose your life to find it. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how to let go. How to let go of the even the reason why you want healed. Even, you know, this is going to sound different. I'm not even trying to believe that I'm healed so I can do a ministry for God at this point. I let go of that. This ministry that God's doing through me is His now. I'm not holding on to this either. I'm holding on to Jesus and that God loves me radically and that's it. And then God can flow through me and do a ministry through me. That's what God is doing in me because I finally quit. I quit all of it. I stopped. I let go of it all and say, God, here you go. I'm done with this whole life. People, places, things, my sickness that I was dealing with, all of it. And I turned it over to God and say, I'm done with it. You help me because I can't do it. That is when my whole life changed forever. And like I said, please do not take what I'm saying and make a 12-step program on how to get this to work. Get real with God. Say, God, I hear what Jeremiah is saying. I don't, I don't know what I'm holding on to. Help me. But don't do it out of a mechanical sense, trying to get something to work. You guys know what I'm saying. I'm just stressing it because we're so work-oriented. We get into the Christian life and we just think we have to work everything to death. And it's so exhausting and it, it wrecks your emotions by doing that. That's what I'm trying to counteract. Because if your emotions are all messed up, how are you going to actually believe and trust God that you're already healed when your emotions are tore up from the floor up because of you trying to make a Christian life work? All the worries and the cares of making a Christian life work has driven you insane in your emotions. People might not see it, but that's how you feel every day. That's what I'm trying to break you free of. Because if I can break you free of that, you have a better chance of entering into God's rest and actually trusting Him that He's performing, performing the Word inside of you that by Jesus' stripes you're already healed. And He'll make you believe that you're already healed even if your body or the mirror or the doctor or family members are telling you different. But it seems to me that it blocks the power of God when we're in control. Now, I say it seems because that's what happened to me personally. I felt like I blocked the power of God because I was in charge and I was working everything and I was going to do everything by my great faith, by my great something, instead of basing it off of what Jesus already did for me. And Jesus is a free gift. Jesus is free. How can you work for something that's free, guys? You can't. It's like the gospel of grace versus the gospel of works, which I'm going to do a teaching on that maybe next week. Do you have a gospel of grace or do you have a gospel of works? It's titled gospel. Both of them are titled gospel. Which one do you have? Gospel of grace or Jesus said it, it is finished. He laid up on the cross and said it is finished. Or do you have to add something to what Jesus already did, which is called a gospel of works? I, I want to probably go into that next week and help you to see what I'm saying there because I believe a lot of us including me, I was in it. Even though I was born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the power of God, 
I went to a back, uh, back to a gospel of works because it was built on what I could do and what I could accomplish instead of the finished work of Jesus Christ. When you have the finished work of Jesus Christ, then it's all done. It's already done. People out there say you've already got it. It's all there. So why do I have to do all these things to get it to work? I don't. I'm going to be a believer, and I can be a believer because I'm trusting God and what He already did through Jesus, that by Jesus' stripes I'm already healed, and God's given me that strength and faith to believe that because I quit trying to make it all work. It's not me that lives now, it's Christ that lives in me, and He's building me up. See, if I build the house, the house won't stand, and it'll be built on sinking sand. But if God builds the house on the chief cornerstone, which is Jesus then the house will stand forever because it's built on the rock. That's my God. He's building the house now. I got out of the way. Now he moved the house from sand to the rock of Jesus Christ. The sinking sand was my gospel of works. And the gospel of grace was God building me on the rock of Christ and what Jesus Christ has already did for me. God has already did a work for me. He wants me to believe. The only way I can believe is to trust him and to stop all my effort and self-works to make something happen that's already happened and actually trust him that he's bringing the scripture to pass that by Jesus' stripes I am healed today, brothers. Brothers and sisters, I am healed because God said so. Not because I read a bunch of healing scriptures and spoke to the mountain a million times and made confessions and done all these things and prayed for sick people, which I did that for eight years. No, it's not built on what I'm doing anymore. It's built on what Jesus Christ, the Lord of heaven and earth, the mighty, mighty line of the tribe of Judah has done for me. It's not what I can do for God. It's what God has already done for me. That's what grace is. God did everything. When God, when God put his son on the cross and, and Jesus cried out and said, It is finished. Jesus said it was finished. It's a done deal. You are healed today, brothers and sisters. You are healed. And I don't care what the devil says, what your body's telling you, what the doctors are telling you, or what your mind's telling you, or what friend, anybody's telling you, I'm going to tell you that the Word of God is real, and that by Jesus' stripes you are healed. But you can't see this happen unless you stop your gospel of works and step into the gospel of grace again. You have fallen from grace in the area of healing. You already know you're saved. You already accept the grace of healing. You don't ever have to work again another day in your life to get he, uh, salvation to work in your life, and you know it. It's a free gift. Jesus paid for past, present, and future, future sins. And if you don't agree with that, I understand, because some people don't. But I agree with what it says. I believe that Jesus paid it all when he went on the cross. He told me it was finished, and he took the sins of the whole world into his body. And I believe that by one man's sin, many became sinners. So by one man's righteous act, many became righteous. I believe Jesus... Made, made it fair because what Adam even Satan did in the garden caused me to be born into sin, headed to hell, and I wasn't even there, and I had nothing to do with it. So God's like, that's not fair. I'm going to send Jesus and make it all right, make it even again, and it's a free gift because you didn't mess it up. You weren't in the garden to mess it up. It wasn't even your fault that you messed it up. That's why it's a free gift, and that's why I'm crying out to you that I love you so much. I love you radically, and I'm running after you every day. This is the grace of God. It's God's goodness overtaking you. God loves you so much. God, he, he, he gave everything for you. And he knew it was messed up and it wasn't your fault. 
God loves you guys. Believe him. Believe him that he does love you that much and that he didn't make this Christian life so impossible that it makes you want to run from him. Why would a God of love counteract himself and push his children away from him when he's trying to draw you nigh to himself? Why would he do that? He didn't. That's the gospel of grace versus the gospel of works is what we have here. I'm healed because of what Jesus did. I'm not healed because of my great confessions over and over and over and over again for years. I'm not healed because of my great speaking to my mountain over and over and over again for years. I'm not healed because I went out and prayed for sick people all the time. I'm not healed because I read the healing scriptures every single day for eight years. Watch healing YouTube videos. All of it. I'm not healed because of that. I am healed because of what Jesus already did for me. And it's a free gift and I don't have to work for it ever again. I hope you see my passion in, in, in my voice to get this to you guys. Because I am so tired of watching people suffer when they don't have to suffer. When God has already given this as a free gift. And we all are out trying to work it to death. And making ourselves more sick and wrecking our emotions by trying to do it. I am trying to get you guys to stop all this madness. And turn back to your first love. And get with your first love and say, God, I love you. I am sorry. I've been trying to work this Christian healing thing. I'm, I already know that my salvation's done, but I don't have to work that. But for some reason, I think I have to work my healing. I don't. God, help me to believe that I'm already healed. Help me. You have to bring that alive in my heart because I've tried to get rid of my unbelief. I tried to have more faith. I've tried all of it for eight years radically, God. I can't do it. God, you've got, you've got to give me the power you have to give me the measure of faith by the power of your Holy Spirit to believe in my heart, not in my head, that by Jesus' stripes I'm already healed through the pain and what the devil's telling me and the doctors in my mind. God, help me. I can't. I just, guys, I can't do this. I seriously can't do this. Some people will say, well, you're not taking your own responsibility. I, I tried to take my responsibility more than I know of anybody else that I personally know of. I took my responsibility. And it got me to where I lost my mind. I can't do it. And I've casted all my cares. All my responsibilities on God. I can't do it. If somebody's telling you to take your responsibility. Good luck. I can't. I tried brothers and sisters. I can't do it. And I'm sorry if that... If that works for you, take your responsibility. But it, oh my God, it didn't work for me. So I can't preach it. I can't. All I can preach is cast all your cares upon God and become so God dependent that you need God in everything that you are and God will bring you to life. I can't teach anything else outside of what has worked in my life. And if there's other teachers and other teachings that teach anything else that's working for you, I am not condemning them. I am not saying that they are wrong and I'm right. I'm sitting here telling you the truth from my heart of what is happening to me in my life between me and God. And that's it. And he's taking the scripture to show me how he's doing it. How he's doing it. How he's building the house on the rock of Jesus. Not me trying to build my own house on sinking sand. If the Lord builds the house, the house will stand forever. But if I tried to build the house, it'll blow over. It will not stand. 
That's the things I'm getting to. And I'm sorry if I rub anybody the wrong way, but I can't say anything else that, that hasn't worked in my life. I am only talking about things that are actively working in my life through the scriptures. That's it. That's all I'm doing. And anything else, I'm fine with too. I don't have anything else against anybody else wanting to take their responsibilities, but I can't teach that. I, I'm taking my responsibilities and casting all my responsibilities on God because I try to take responsibility and I can't do it. So, brothers and sisters, please hear what I'm saying. I'm desperately trying to get you guys free from works because we've been taught a gospel of works. Even the gospel of grace movement is slipping into a gospel of works. They'll say that you got it, but then you have to do all these things to get it and make all these things happen. I can't do that, guys. And I'm not putting names on anything. I'm just saying there's something going on in, in, in the grace movement that has come back to works again. And it's probably not done on purpose. And I'm not pointing fingers and I'm not beating anybody up. I'm just sitting here saying, God loves you. He didn't make the Christian life impossible to live. Why would God, a God of love, make this life so radically impossible to obtain that it drives you crazy and it makes you look insane to the outside world and they don't want anything you got? I think God said he wanted to cause you to be a light to the world, not cause you to be a dark, uh, dim, very upset and beat up person because you can't see anything work. I don't think God's counteracting himself. I think God meant it when he says, I love you, and you're supposed to be a light to the world, not this other thing that's going on that I was. I was a religious person. I know. I had the gospel being preached to me, but for whatever reason, I was working it all, and it's nobody's fault. Nothing is anybody's fault. We just all get mixed up in whatever. For me, I'm a man. I like to work things. I can I can take a plus, uh, 1 plus 2 equals 3, and so I'll, I'll do the 1 plus 2, and I'll figure it out, and then I'll get 3. I, I process stuff like that. I'm a man, but not anymore. I've let go of my carnal mind because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be because you can try to process it out of your physical flesh instead of in the spirit. And the spirit says it's already done. You don't have to figure it out and process it and make it happen. It's already happened. I just want you to trust me that it's already done. God, help me. I can't do this. God, you've got to show up because if you don't show up, I'm done. I'm coming to heaven. I can't do it. And now God's doing a work inside of me and it's effortless. You ever hear that teaching that someone out there that, that I know of personally has? It says effortless change. Well, I'm talking about that too. I'm talking about how God's going to change you. And he's going to do a radical work inside of you. And he's going to take the word of God that you've been reading for years and bring it to life in your heart from your head. You watch God do that. God's got to do that. I tried to do it for eight years. I couldn't get it to come to life inside of me. And I couldn't get rid of my unbelief. I tried. And then the devil would pop in and give me unbelief. And this, then I had to start back from a place of defeat. Well, guess I got unbelief. Got to work all day again to get rid of all this unbelief. No, I can't, I can't do it. Guys, I'm, I'm probably the laziest Christian at this point because I confess that I can't ever do this ever again. I can't. I tried as hard as I could for so long. I can't do it. I can't. God, help the people. Help them to enter into the rest, the peace, the goodness. That, that you supplied when you laid on the cross and said, It is finished. God, help them to be a believer in the stuff that they already are. That you already are healed today. God, help. I am giving my all to you guys. 
And I will continue to do that by the power of the Holy Spirit every single day on the phones and every Friday on my teachings because I want to radically set you free the best I can so you have a chance to actually get your emotions fixed and actually become believers in what the Word says you already are. See, I open up the Bible to see who I am. I don't open up the Bible to get anything. I go, I open up the Word to find out what I already am. I am already healed. I am already going to heaven. I am already prosperous. Am I looking to the physical realm to tell me if the Word's real or not? No. I look to the Word to tell me if the Word's real. I don't care what anything else says. How did I get to this point, guys? I quit, turned to God, and said, God, I can't do this. I'm done. God, help me. This is what God's doing to me now, guys. This has nothing to do with me having any great anything, guys. Don't even look to me like I'm anything great, like I'm anything special. The only reason I'm anything great that you see of is because Jesus is living a life in me. So, Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name that you bless each person that watches this. Amen. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.